Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Mike Foreman, Senior Pastor of the First Baptist Church of Level Plains. For more information about Pastor Mike and the church, please visit our website at www.fbclp.life. Let's join Pastor Mike now as he shares from God's Word. I want to add Happy Father's Day. If you still have your father, love him. But don't do it one day a year. I never knew how much I missed mine until he was gone. And all the things that I would do differently. Uh, I think Father's Day and Mother's Day is like Christmas. You know, we need to celebrate it a whole lot more. But Happy Father's Day to everybody. Hope your family's around. Most mine's gone. Between South Carolina and one crippled in Troy with a broke kneecap and everything going on, it, it, it's exciting. I, that's what I can say about my family. They do keep it exciting. Uh, I, I, I was thinking this week about my old preaching classes. You're supposed to have a poem and a joke in there somewhere. Have you read poetry lately? My, my extent is... Roses are red, violets are blue, and I forget what line is that. Sugar's sweet, and so is you, I guess. I, I don't know. You know, so I, I don't do poetry. Rammer jammer certainly isn't appropriate for church. So uh, we'll, we'll go on to the joke, and, and you'll find out I'm not funny. Uh, preacher's birthday fell on Saturday, and his wife had him a birthday party that night, and he was an avid golfer. She gave him the greatest set of golf clubs that was available. Most expensive. It added yards to every club. It, just, it made everything so much better. And he couldn't wait to get out and try these clubs. The only thing wrong next day was Sunday. But he thought all night. He got up next morning and told his wife how sick he was. He had been up all night. He was sick. And he couldn't. Went by the church. Told her he was going to the doctor. Went by the church, nailed a message to the door. Church canceled due to illness. He went straight to the golf course. He went early enough that, that, you know, went one that nobody would know him if they saw him, but early enough there wouldn't be any people there. He walked up the first hole, par four, pulled out his driver, made the swing, and that golf ball went as straight as anything he'd ever hit. Hit short of the green, rolled up, and fell in a hole. Hole in one on the first par four that he came to. He, he, boy, he was amazed. Came up next par four. Knocked it almost to the green. Chipped in for a, an eagle. He had a double eagle and an eagle. Went to the par three. Had another hole in one. And there was an angel sitting next to God up in heaven. Sort of looked around and said, Lord, you're helping him, aren't you? said, sure I am. Angel thought for a minute. He said, Lord, I, ha I hate to say this, but do you really know what you're doing? said, God slowly turned and looked up at him with a big smile. Who will he ever tell? <laughs> so there you go. We're ready now. Uh, so anyway, uh, 
Eventually, I am going to get to, to Matthew 22, and you'll understand what I mean when I, I get there. A few weeks ago, I was reading Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is the longest God, God, golly, bum. Uh, it's the longest psalm in the Bible. There are 22 sections to it, and there's eight verses to each section. 176 verses. It is based upon the Hebrew alphabet. There's only 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So each section starts like, if it was English, the first section, the first word starts with A. The next eight verses, the first section starts with B. The next section, so it goes all the way through the Hebrew Bible. And you know, and you read sometimes when you know a little bit about something mentally. And I got reading this psalm. And I was hit all of a sudden by how much of a desire is in this psalm for this person writing this psalm to walk with God. A desire to serve God. A desire to know God. God, he talks about knowing the law. Lord, put the law in my heart. Let me think about it day and night. Let me know your law that I can can serve you. Let me know your law. There is an overwhelming desire to know God. I just got this feeling of this writer of this psalm just being consumed with the desire to know God. But it was based on the law. And I thought, you know, I'm sure glad I don't have to follow the law. I, 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 I'm so glad that, that we don't. You know, we, we think about how negative it is sometimes. We, we do's and don't. I don't drink and I don't do. I don't drink and I don't chew and I don't go with girls that do. You know, I mean, we don't. We, we, we don't do all this stuff. It's about what I can do. It's about what I don't do. So the law. But I think about, I'm, I'm like Paul sometimes in Romans. The things I do is what I don't want to do, and the things I don't do is what I want to do, and the do's and don't, they just all get mixed up. But then I also got, you know, God works on you sometimes. So, you know, I, got things. I said, you know, that wasn't the case with Jesus, was it? Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. We know that in Jesus, the law is perfectly obeyed. Nothing ever broken on the law. He couldn't if he was going to be my Savior because he would be answering for his own. But but Jesus didn't look at it that way. Then I I, I, I think I wonder what every law, but what did Jesus do? And I got thinking about the great Shema. Deuteronomy chapter six. There's a verse in there that starts with the word here. And Shema is the, the Hebrew word for here. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. This is the great law that every Jewish person knew. We'll talk about what it is in just a second. But see, Jesus held on to the law. I said, well, David, maybe you're passing this off too quick. What do I need to know? Do you need to know the law? Do you know anything about the law? 
We, we don't, we stick our time in the New Testament so much. And yes, just like I told my Sunday school class this morning, we live our life based on faith. But you know, Jesus did call, it may not be the law for me to get into heaven, but Jesus did call me to do certain things, didn't he? See, Jesus expects us. To do those things that, that he's got. See, Jesus one day was confronted by a lot. He had just been confronted by the Sadducees. They asked him about the resurrection. Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection because it wasn't mentioned in the first five books of the Bible. And that's all they took. Genesis through Deuteronomy. But they came to him and asked him about it. And he said after he confronted them about the resurrection and told them how wrong they were and some of the things about the resurrection. It says the Pharisees heard it. And they wanted to put Jesus to shame. They rejected Jesus completely. So it said one of the lawyers, and that was someone that studied the Old Testament law, not, not our kind, came to him. He said, Master, verse 36 of, of chapter 22, Master, which is a great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, and it seems he never wavered, never hesitated, never stopped. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. He quoted to him Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, or 5, 5. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This was a great law. This is the one that Jesus mentioned first. And I said to myself, as I was thinking about, David, do you follow what Jesus called to be the greatest of all calls for your life? How do you love God? One challenge for you today. How do you love God? Do you love God? What do you talk about when you talk about love? Uh, I, I've loved so many things in my lifetime, just like all of us had. I used to buy a car every three months. I couldn't go. I'd see one. I'd just have to have it. I've heard I got that from Danny. <laughs> but... Oh, 58 Chevrolet convertible. Whew. So many of them that, that just mean so much to it. What are we looking at when we talk about love? You love something. What do you love? What would you give for your love? Uh, love Alabama. Love Auburn. We love football. We, we play football 365 days a year around here. I, I I've followed Alabama since I was 10 years old. What do you love? What do you follow? What do you commit to? What occupies you every day? What do you give effort and energy to every day? How many days do you miss work or would you get up sick and go to work? This, this is daddy's day. I've seen him be so sick 
He was severe diabetic when he didn't know that much about it. I've listened to him be sick all night long and he'd get time to get up and go to work and he'd get up and go to work. He wouldn't miss. That was part of who he was. Giving. It wasn't that he loved it, but he give, gave so much to it. He was willing to sacrifice for that. What do you love and what do you sacrifice and what do you give to? I used to love fishing. Oh, Lee, I'd, I'd drop everything I was doing to go fishing. Fairly decent. We'd spend hours. I spent hours on Lake Martin just, just casting and reeling. One of those days where you don't get a bite all day long. I didn't quit. What do I love that much? What is in your heart? Your family? How much do you love your family, man? I'd give my life in a heartbeat for Gail or one of my children. I'd never hesitate. Never. They mean that much to me. They are everything that I need right now. I love them. How many things, how many battles we love, but we've got one call. Jesus said, love God. Does my love for God compare or does my love for Gail and family compare to my love for God? Which one's greater? What kind of sacrifice do you make for God every day? What kind of giving to God do you make every day? How do you serve God every day? Wait a minute. I'm in church this morning. What about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? I gave, I, I did, I, I mean love with everything that we are. You know, we, we could define love and we could do it in so many different ways. And as I was going through this, I said, well, I I'm, I'm, need to come up with something, I guess. Have you ever thought about it? What's the Bible? Biblical definition of love. What, what is there? First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Is your love compared to the love of God? James writing here, or James, John writing here, tells us that if we're going to love, we're going to get it from God. If you're here without God, you can't love the way that you, you can't love, John says you can't love it all without God. I can try to love my family and those around me without God, but it's a waste of time for I don't have the love in my heart that I need to love them the way that I'm supposed to. If we don't have God, and it's one of those things that we, we may try to do what needs to be done, but without God's love, it's useless. Love is God. 
And we're called to turn the love of God back to him. The world today is rejecting God as never before. Turn on some of these history discovery channels and some of these and run across some of these UFologists. Ufologists? I can't know what. They believe in aliens and UFOs. I don't know. I don't know what all God's done. God's done a lot more than he's let me know. Yeah. But the Great Pyramid of Egypt is not a power source for alien UFOs. I don't care what they say. Because you can draw a line between a couple of stone monuments does not mean that that is a ley line that the UFOs follow to get more energy as they're crawling across the earth. But we're who we are because aliens came down and brought DNA and intermingled with all these pre-people. No. My God said, let there be. I don't care how often you reject God. You can reject God all you want to, but that doesn't change God. God is God. He will always be there. and you, You can say there is no God. You know, the Bible says... Only the fool says in his heart there is no God. So loving God means that we start with that relationship with God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with everything you are. Do you love God that way? Are you willing to sacrifice everything for God? Are you willing to put it all on the line for God? Will will you be the kind of person, we're we're looking at being people that put God first. What's the first thing that hits your mind before your feet hit the floor every morning? (laughs) Do you open your eyes and say, thank you, Lord. You give me another chance today. Does does God hit your mind first? What have I got to do today? Where have I got to go? Who have I got to see? What have I got to mean me? We worry more about me than we do about God. Following God. The what that we need to learn is loving. The who we need to learn is God. When I love God... More than I love Gail and my kids. When I love God more than I do college football. When I love God more than fishing. When I love God more than whatever we can put in that line. Television or movies or trips or clothes or Houses or new cars. What would you give for God? The what, the who, and the how. How do you love God? That's the most interesting question I had in my mind as I thought about this. How do you love God? It starts with a relationship. See, God's going to lead you to the how. I can't do that. 
I can tell you what you need. You need God. You need a relationship with God that makes a difference. If you're here this morning without God, you will never truly understand what love really means. Not in any way. If, if, if the Bible is true and love is of God, without Him, you cannot love the way you're supposed to. Remember the president of seminary when I was in school who was speaking one day. He said, I told my wife when we got married. He said, dear, I want you to know one thing. Before we get married, you will always be second place in my life. He said, I will love God more than you every day of my life. He said, she looked at me and just laughed and said, you know what? Same thing goes for you too. Does your family love God more? Do, do you live in the love of God? Always putting everything else second behind number one. Went to a conference one time. And the theme of the conference was keeping the main thing the main thing. The main thing is loving God and loving God the way he loves me. Returning to God what he's given to me. The great commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. How? With absolutely everything you are. Everything. Heart, mind, soul, our strength. Everything. Jesus said, this is it. This is the commandment that you need to put above everything. Love God. So my challenge to you today is simple. Know God and experience the love that only He can bring. And it starts with the greatest gift of all, forgiveness. You ever accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and stood up and be proud of it? I know sometimes we have to build it. But you can't sit on a bench and hide your love of God. It's got to be greater than anything else in your life. The great law, loving God. Do you love God? Jesus said, I die for you. How much does Jesus love us, God love us? Quite simple. He put his arms on that cross and said, I love you this much. How much do you love God today? Thank you for listening today. And remember, you can find more information about Pastor Mike and the church at our website, www.fbclp.life.